Hey, it's Melvin, one of your friendly neighborhood podcast hosts. Whether it's your first time tuning in or you're a longtime listener, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever. Reviews are the lifeblood of the podcast world, so if you want to help us out, it'll take only a moment of your time. Otherwise, we hope you enjoy the show. You're listening to Cinematic Doctrine. If you if you just press play, you are missing out on. I have to do some math because our Zencaster had an issue. You are missing out on 33 minutes of a mini game themed around the Death Note. So my sister Cheryl, who's a big Death Note fan of the anime and the manga, is joining me, and I decided it would be fun to do a series of games, uh, a series of questions where I have 15 names, fictional and non-fictional, and I say this person has found a Death Note, and they must at least in a test case write someone's name. This person is guaranteed to kill at least one person. And then the next question is, okay, how do they get caught or stop using it? Shirley-Ann had three phone of friends and three skips. The phone of friends are asking me to help in the improv. And uh, you'll be happy to hear that they use only one skip. So if you support mm-hmm. on Patreon for $3 a month, you get access to this really fun mini game where we have a lot of laughs, naming people like Napoleon Dynamite, yeah. Jon Snow, mm-hmm. Katniss Everdeen. Um, a bunch of people from popular culture that uh, now have a death note and have decided yeah. who will live and who will die. Support on Patreon for $3 a month. You get access to that fun mini game, And you get access to a lot of other really, 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 really cool stuff mm-hmm. that's in every single episode. Um, you'll hear all about those unique perks throughout the rest of this episode. But you press play to hear me and Shirley on summarize death note we are doing a party pleaser episode in which um shirland who took the summary will be explaining the movie from beginning to end and then the two of us will bounce back and forth with commentary and thoughts depending on what scene we are in um we have a couple other party pleasers from this year so if you like that format of talking about movies you may or may not have seen and then we just keep you up to date uh, and tell you what's up you can uh, you can do that we then decide at the very end if the episode if the movie is a party pleaser for any reason or a party pooper for any reason and uh of course as usual we do recommendations at the end so stick around for that so what's especially before we get into like our history with death note and then the movie itself which we'll we'll do very briefly but to my knowledge this particular, like a Hollywood adaption or a Western adaption of Death Note, has been in talks almost since the anime release in 2006. Mm. At the very least, since it was then growing in popularity in the United States, it was like bouncing around different studios. And then at some point, Netflix got it. And this is this came out in 2017, so it's one of Netflix's very early movies. For a long time, Death Note had, uh, I'm sorry, a long time Netflix had already been kind of making original content that were shows, mm-hmm. whether they were like fully original like a house of cards um or like or or orange is the new black or kind of reviving shows like arrest development one of its first early shows death note was one of the first movie projects that they were releasing mm-hmm. um if you start it on netflix right now you get one of the older netflix logos which is kind of fun oh, i didn't even notice that and uh yeah it's not the like flowy rainbow one it's the white uh, impact one huh. bold impact one um and yeah, there, so there was a lot of excitement surrounding the release of this movie. There was also controversy. Um, but the most important detail about the movie during like the headcanon phase of what are they going to do was um, 
Everyone fan casted Zach Efron as White oh, Yagami. I forgot about that. Everybody on the planet. Uh, <laughs> if you Google search um, Light Yagami Death Note Zach Efron, there are so many photoshops. And he and they would have been great. fantastic. And they look so good. Uh, and he still looks kind of youthful. And since in the original anime and the original story, it's like over the course of goodness like 10 15 years At like least. it 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 could be like you could totally have zach Efron still oh, yeah. still do it but but and he um, would be great he would be great the, the be other so one good. though i think too <laughs> and correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think i am but the other thing is that like willem dafoe had to pay play ryuk like yeah he's got the perfect voice for doing he's like got a, the voice but honestly he also kind of has the face <laughs> like he looks like Ryuk, at least to me. So like, no, totally. Like he could have, they could have put him in some uh, makeup and had a practical effect show. It could have been yeah. kind of fun. Oh, he's I got the skinny, lanky. He's got a movie. skinny, lanky body too, and that would work with like the design of Ryuk as yeah. character and the, so the anime. They got that right in 2017, but barely. And I have thoughts on that too. Oh, I have thoughts on Ryuk in this as well. Um, but there is, of course, um, a series of Japanese movies as mm-hmm. well, um, live action movies, which I hear after the first one get much, much better. I've seen the okay. first one a long time ago. It was fine. I have not seen any of them. Um, and I, I also know that there's like OVA summarized renditions of the show in which like a Shinigami is meeting with Ryuk and he talks about his time seeing white, but it's mostly just the same show just truncated into clips. Um, So death note is huge. And of course it's also huge because it's got the impact of like super simple premise. A person gets a book that they can write their name in it. And also there's like a, there's a goth aesthetic to it. Now, Mm-hmm. The gothic aesthetic doesn't really exist other than in the theme song of the anime. Yeah. Um, and some Which is of a the. Bop. Yeah, it is good. It's but great. it's like. It's kind of odd because, like, otherwise, if you are unfamiliar with the anime, which I'm sure both Cheryl and I would agree, 100% watch it because it is oh, a. It is absolutely. one of the. Uh, I have watched a lot of fiction, and I know you've read a lot of fiction and watched mm-hmm. a lot of fiction. Um, it is by far one of the best pieces oh, of yeah. fictional material like I've ever engaged. 30 episodes, super short. I will go to my grave saying that Death Note is my favorite TV show of all time across it's any amazing. genre. Like it whether it's anime a, or like crime drama, uh anything, doesn't matter. Death Note will always be my favorite. And the dub is really good. There's just such emotion behind the anime. And I could talk about the anime all day. And like, I think it'd be kind of fun maybe at the end, just kind of like do a little bit of a comparison between the two. It's inevitable. For if you like procedurals that are yeah. cop dramas and stuff with a twist. So yeah. you watch things like iZombie or gosh, I don't know, even like Monk or House. Like that yeah. Death Note is basically that. The only thing that is in it that is like actually goth Mm -hmm. and which isn't really even goth it's just that they have a book that kills people and that just is the catalyst for this cop drama procedural between two very smart people and it's a very smart show it's It's, very very good it's very clever um they really think about everything and they you know remember the rules of the book when they're trying to go through it let's get into let's get into death note 2017 Where, where do we get started so we open the credits begin and uh, color me surprised when the Space Needle shows up and it's taking place in Seattle, when which is Seattle. like 
my backyard, essentially. So that was interesting to remember because I forgot. Um, So we're going through the city. We see some like back alleyways where people are getting arrested, I guess. And it's hard to tell if they're students or not, because at the same time, we're getting like students at football practice and like cheerleaders. And then we're getting classrooms where kids are raising their hands and all that kind of stuff. One of uh, the cheerleaders, though, as we go through, clearly doesn't want to be there. Like she's crossing her arms. She's smoking a cigarette. She's like, like, why is she even there? Like, this is the whole vibe we're getting from this one particular character as we go through. Um, And then we kind of pan across to this blonde kid sitting on a bench. Cue a book falling from the sky, which lands conveniently next to the blonde kid who does a Pippin moment of like, hey, where did this come from? I'm looking at the sky. (laughs) Yeah, like the apple. Like the apple thing. So blonde picks it up and then he's like getting into the school because it's pouring and raining. So trying to get inside. And as he gets to a door, this bully or this kid like falls out of a door being pushed by a bully and he's getting punched on the ground. And and the blonde just kind of stands there and looks. And then the the unimpressed cheerleader comes up and is like, yo, stop, and tries to break it up. And the bully mm. shoves her away. And the blonde is like, yo, you don't need to do that. Like, he freaks at a level that is a little it's, too much. It is. <laughs> like, he reacts yeah. like he knows who this is and is, like, like very close to her. There's no indication about that. Like, well, it's he weird. He also starts to act like, um, you, you know, the emoji, the geek emoji with the glasses and the buck teeth and yes. the finger. He, yes. he starts to, He starts pulling one of those where he's like, um, actually, since you've been held back three years, <laughs> yes. uh, if you attack me and actually consider his child minor assault. And then, and then of course, he gets the punched bully, in the face. The bully, like, punches him. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. So that happens. Wait, there was something here. Oh, 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 I did forget. There's an awkward title card, too. There, I was, that's what I was going to say. Okay, so, so like, I, that was my first note is the title card comes up awkwardly. It's just like, weird. Like, so weird. Like, there's a moment where, like, the cheerleader is doing her thing and this blonde is sitting here. And I'm I'm waiting to give away names, by the way. So the blonde is sitting there on the bench and, like, the cheerleader looks over at him and smiles. And the blonde is just like, oh, what? Me? And then... Death title note. card death note <laughs> it's it like, was probably what? a situation where like somebody was hired to make a really cool logo yeah and then they're in the editing room and they're like we can't put this in and then someone said we have to they made this thing right? and then they put it in and you're like no this is a mistake <laughs> it is the first sign that like i don't think they know what they're doing they don't <laughs> and like, the thing about like the title card is it's colorful like it's like all these bright colors and it says death note and i'm like it's like a passage me like where did we get that death note is colorful it's like a zombie movie yeah hey don't forget there's a lot of fun content missing from this episode because you're not listening on patreon head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine and support for three dollars a month to gain access to uncut episodes with upwards of 40 minutes of bonus content each you'll thank me later so, so at this point, we know the movie is that. So the kid, so the blonde kid gets punched, and he wakes up in the pouring rain with a teacher like looking over him, holding the papers. Oh no, he got in trouble for the papers. We're in the yeah, he gets the principal's detention. office. Um, but I found this interesting because here is where we find out that this is Light Turner. This is our Light Yagami, and I just want to say. It's the most white bread name. This is bull crap it's, to the it's, highest It's just order. a bad name. <laughs> it's a bad name. 
But, and I'm going to say this right now. Just so name think him John Smith. <laughs> All they had to do with this movie to make it even a little bit successful is change the character's name. Don't make it light. Just don't. Make it a whole new, brand it's new a, person. It's just a bad name. Because <laughs> if they're trying to convince me that this is light, they don't do it. And we'll get to why because the whole... Uh, oh, yeah. I have anyway. a note on that, too. So he gets detention and he's trying to be like, are we not going to talk about the fact that I got punched? And the principal's like, I know your mom died, but I'm not going to give you a pass. You're going to go to detention. You guys are being unjust. Yeah. It's, first off, it's it's awful dialogue where awful. it's all ham-fisted and loaded with with um, details that otherwise mm-hmm. could be told through other narrative means. If you know, this is one of those situations where it's like, if you know, you know, if you if you're aware of what bad dialogue is, you're hearing yeah. this and your brain is going, this is bad. The positive I do have here, though, is he, you know, he gets in this fight, he gets detention, and then he's in detention. And mm-hmm. even though it's clunky, he just immediately pulls out the death note. And we are less oh gosh, than eight. It's... We are less right? than eight minutes into the movie, and I'm like, okay, good. Like, actually, something iconography that I some some iconography that yeah. I know is actually taking place. And that was like the only thing that's like positive I wrote in my notes. But that was something where I was like, okay good <laughs> but what i love about the detention scene is like uh there's like a stupid line about him thinking like i was a plant or a tree or something like what the heck was that like when he gets woken up but he just takes all the books and just shoves them off the desk that happens and a lot pulls in the de- and i'm just like what like it's super weird he is so emotional it's wild so he's looking at the death note and we start like he starts looking at the rules and at least they get the first two rules right that the human whose name is written in the notebook shall die. And you have to know the name and the face of the person you're writing down. We're off to a good-ish start. So then he continues to flip through the notebook. And I hate it because it's all filled out by everybody who had the notebook prior. But in the show, it's a totally empty book except for the rules. And I like that because it's like fresh and new. So that's a little bit of a nitpick, but yeah, because for me, I I kind of like the idea of like you're getting it's similar to the concept of archaeological horror that you are interacting yeah. with an object that has a history that you're not aware of. You can investigate it, but you'll never totally understand it. So for me, I I don't quite dislike that. I know that um one of the difficulties with this, if you are a listener who has not watched Death Note, one of the things for the original Death Note manga anime is it's very precise in mm-hmm. how it's been written and made because yes. how you use the book has rules and then the guy who like wrote it like i guess he just like stress tested in his brain all of the narrative dynamics and difficulties of that and then he writes a, a, a character who opposes our protagonist who is equally as <laughs> like like stringent and and insane and so mm-hmm. like there is so much focus to it and um so there is a, there probably is a use case as to how by having other names in the book diminishes the value of it. Um, so like, for instance, later in the movie, we learn when Light writes somebody's name in it, we see that visually Ryuk does stuff in the real world to influence it. Yeah. And I heard a, a case against that is it continues to remove the responsibility and impact of Light's actions by having somebody else do something. And like yeah. in that way, if you actually did that in the Death Note story, the the anime, it really would take away a lot of the impact because even right. in the anime, Ryuk is a character that is 
wholly entirely observing. <sighs> We're about to get to like the my biggest. It's probably, I mean, the number one issue that I have. Well, in this the movie one of is, the big is, issues is, is Ryuk appears in this scene. He is supposed to be eight foot tall. They verbally say he is eight foot tall. And then for the rest of the movie, he's at the exact same height as and White. And he's hunched the over. But also... <laughs> he like, looks short. It actually short. makes him look short. <laughs> but then he's also completely covered in darkness because personally, it was probably a budget thing. But this whole movie makes me feel like everyone was just really lazy and they didn't it's want to It's odd because into it. in the Japanese live action, Ryuk looks like his anime counterpart. He looks good. And so it's like, it exists. You could do it. (laughs) It's not hard. (laughs) Like, if anything, it would just take a lot of practical things like just get him in like a cool suit. Like it would be awesome. But yeah, to to get the to get the pace going, like Ryuk encourages um, light. He light is freaked out by Ryuk. And then Ryuk is like, hey, you have this book. It says to write someone's name in it. You think you're dreaming. Well, why don't you test out your dream? So what what, what happens? So he tell, he's like, oh, listen, they're screaming outside. Why don't you go take a look? And so Light walks over and he sees two guys harassing a girl. And Ryuk's like, go ahead. You're like, you know you want to do it. So Light writes down this this kid's name. And it turns out it's the bully from earlier that was like pushing the kid out the door. So he writes down the name. Now, in the death note, it's you can write down the name and 40 seconds later, it's a heart attack. Mm-hmm. They don't even cover that. They don't even cover that in this. They're just like, write down the name and then it's like straight to the matter of death. So he writes down the kid's name and then decapitated. And then the most wonderful death scene. <laughs> of, like, this, like, it was great. It goes like a kid is bouncing a basketball. And then this lady's crossing the street with her groceries. Her grocery bags <laughs> rip. Yeah. And then the kid, like it, it, like the kid bouncing the basketball, like trips over the groceries. The ball rolls into the street. A car comes, tries to swerve out of the way. Of the basketball gets stuck underneath the van, and then the van hit, like, almost hits a truck. But the truck swerves out of the way, and there's a yes. ladder on yeah. the truck. And then the truck hits another car, and the ladder just slides. And it's not even a clean decapitation. It's like. The, like the ladder hits his, <laughs> his chin and just like whoosh, right off, and there's blood splatter. They're screaming, and then the, the head foley's bounces. pretty funny, yeah. And then like light freaks out, and this is his second freak out. Like he emotionally freaks out when he sees Ryuk, and I hate he, which it, is a like, huge contrast because he only freaks out maybe contrast. twice. He he gets scared. He he is a he's a. In the anime, when you actually finish it mm-hmm. and reflect on his character, you realize he is a pathetic small character. Yes. And he always has been. He's a, mm-hmm. he, he is in the anime obscenely emotional too and only with Ryu. So I can vibe with that. But it's a different kind of he emotional. holds it back because he knows that it will hold him back. Like Because like the most unhinged funny parts of the anime are like – the classic, I'll take a potato, potato chip, chip and, and eat it. it. <laughs> and he's like dramatic. And part of that's the flair of the show. But it's also yeah. literally him. <laughs> so yeah. he is a flamboyant, over-the-top yes. guy. Um, but, but he's he like, isn't like collected, <laughs> like yeah. so sophisticated version of that. This light, just pathetic across the board. Like he doesn't know... Everything he doesn't he have agency. Does, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have agency. The Everything he does in the entire movie is because other people push him to it's do it. It's suggested. Um, so, yeah. And in so, that way, you could say narratively, then he has a place to go at the end because he starts to make his own decisions. But that's not 
but really. I, I don't buy it. By the I, end, I don't buy and it, it. And it doesn't really work. But <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, he. Um, and the other thing I just had to say because you kind of elaborated the what's it called a Rube Goldberg machine of how these yeah. people die. <laughs> it's like mousetrap. Uh. Um, it's, it is. Um, I had a note when the second killing happens where yeah. I wrote, why wasn't this a horror comedy? The way right? these people die is very funny. Later, yes. a character is going to die because he's at dinner with friends and a waiter is walking with a plate. And then a uh, woman knocks over the salt shaker, which is of course funny. Cause you knock over salt. It's bad luck. And then oh, the yeah. waiter trips on the salt falls over into the man who is holding a steak knife like he's a child and leads forward and it stabs into his neck and he dies uh, and it, i'm like why like, did this movie play it so straight that is a funny scene and what's funny <laughs> those uh, are the only two times it happens yeah they don't do it anymore There's and it's like no just more keep, that is like the that. fun that's the most fun of the movie is all these dumb things and then yeah after the second time it's not really gory. It's got some like visual tastelessness in terms of its violence, but it's not yeah. gory funny. And so like it just there is even like this promise in the movie that the movie will go some places. But then by the yeah. point a particular character is introduced, all bets are off. It, all is, it is all over. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You may not know this, but the easiest way you can show your support for Cinematic Doctrine is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So press pause and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And then press play again so you can hear the rest of the show. And yeah, just the final thought I had in terms of it being horror comedy. I've seen other Adam Wingard stuff. The guy likes horror comedy. He shows a scene in this film from Phantasm, which is an over-the-top, silly, okay. funny uh, horror movie. And then he did Godzilla vs. Kong, which is like one of the most awesome testosterone-filled silly <laughs> movies where Kong yeah. blocks the, the atomic breath of Godzilla to charge his battle axe and then jumps off a building to attack him. Like, it is. That's <laughs> yeah. awesome. And so, like, why isn't huh. this movie funny? <laughs> like, it should just be I funny. wonder if, like, he tried and then someone was like, no we can't like this is enough we can't do more well it's, it's like, like somebody maybe there who, was like someone who stopped him like it's someone who heard death note and has seen t-shirts of the characters from death note yes. and knows what the death note is and then went but isn't death note a horror isn't that death note a horror about a kid killing people it's like yeah no if you no. literally just watch the show it's <laughs> never it is Which, never that <laughs> my issue is they marketed this maybe as light as like this 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 is light this is how we see light and then this is how we see ryuk and i'm like but it's wrong like you're and wrong it's all the, you need to do yeah. is change light's name to a different person and give me a different shinigami and this story would totally work because well, not I, all um, shinigamis are the same i so, talked to Catherine and was like i if this movie at least just did the the death the actual death note story mm -hmm. and then confirmed itself as a good movie then they could do what the Japanese movies are doing, which is just having spinoffs. And then yeah. you could do the horror comedy silly spinoff where the like incel dweeb has his girlfriend influence who he kills. Right. And like you could make it funny. You could have it because like there are parts <laughs> of this movie that will end up being kind of interesting if they're in other movies. Right. But they're in this one. And it and doesn't it's work. It's so poorly put together. But, but oh so my annoying. gosh. Okay. So he kills this person. <laughs> He realizes it works. Yeah. I, I don't remember what happens next. What happened? He, I watched this yesterday. How do I, I not remember? <laughs> so my chap, uh, this is the, this is my first chapter heading and it's very short and it says light contemplates because like he's going to contemplate 
they have a conversation. Um, dad's like, so I heard about that kid at school. Are you doing okay? Light's like, yeah, I don't really care. Um, I'm fine. And then we find out dad is a cop. Um, and then Light has some animosity to him because the mobster that killed his mom, his dad, like, got off in some way I or something. I kind of It was that he it. didn't he thinks he didn't try hard enough to keep him in jail. Yeah, something like that. So they they exchange words. Light is very mad and like picks up an apple and runs upstairs to his bedroom. He like huffs upstairs with the apple and he starts reading the notebook and we get some more rules that are just really stupid. Like each page of the notebook has the power of the whole note, which I feel like I don't need to know that. Like I know like the whole notebook is a magical thing. Like if you take a piece of paper out, it's still like it's still the notebook, whatever. It verbalizes a note that like in the show, light will learn. Like at some point light learns like I tested by taking a page out and writing on it and it worked. And And that's what I like about about anime light is that he figures it out by himself because he's smart and brilliant and he's testing it. Even is like you're doing things no one else has done. <laughs> Where in the movie, it's a lot of tell and don't show, and it's really yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then uh, this, I hate this rule. This is so stupid. This is not in the anime. Anyone may write names in the note. That's fine. That's that works. But yes, only yeah, the yeah. keeper can possess it for more than seven days. And I'm like. I don't understand that? what that rule does. I don't either. Because there's no consequence. Of, no, con- like later on, no consequence. There's no consequence of losing the book. In in the first episodes of the anime, it asserts that if you use the book once, I think it's if you touch it, but I think it's uh, at least if you touch it or use yeah. it, Ryuk says, whatever Shinigami owns the book will inevitably write your name in yes. their own book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the implication was then that like, your lifespan is now at the at the whim of the Shinigami or if that it's just this like idea of like the person closest to you or knows you yeah. and who you are will kill you, which is yeah. is, is a frightening thought because it's very different than just like I'll die at any point. It's like, no, yeah. now this person intently kills me, which is scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, but in the movie, it just says like, if you want to get rid of the book, you you put it down for seven days and then it will change ownership. Yeah. But it's like there's no actual there's no dictation of what explains ownership other than you get to see a spooky guy that eats apples. Yeah. And, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's awful. And it like it doesn't give any like I don't know. There's like nothing to give in the movie. Like there is no tension. There's no tension in the movie. Like you um not only does the Shinigami write your name to kill you if you're the owner of the book, but like you don't get any kind of like redemption in heaven and you don't go to hell. Like you get nothing when you die. Oh, yes, that's right. And when that's, you die in the yeah. Yeah, and I think especially there. maybe in Japanese culture that's probably a big deal. But Light Yagami's like, I don't care. Whatever. And like yeah. that's what I love about it. Then him. I'll he's be so the great. god of this world. <laughs> so he's up there reading the book and everything. Lights flicker. Ryuk's in the room. He's hiding in the closet. Lights like here, have an apple because he's scared. And then the apple comes back. So they have a conversation about the Death Note. Lights asking questions um, and all that kind of stuff, like trying to see how it works. Um, he wonders if he can control people before the death. Which again, Light Yagami in the show has already. Like, he's kind of figuring that out and testing it. Like, how yes. much control can he have? And Ryuk is like, well, the death god is the one who controls the death. So, like, they can do whatever they want, like, in the shadow of death. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it it doesn't work for me. It's weird. 
but then there are limitations and like the person, like another rule, like the person um, can't be controlled for more than two days before death. I don't know if that's a rule or not in the show, but like at least it kind of works. So I remember seeing or hearing an interview or something that the one thing that Adam Wingard really liked, and I don't know if he wrote Death Note. I forgot to see if he was involved in the writing. Mm. And it doesn't look like he was. Okay. Um, Which is a shame. <laughs> was that he said he was especially interested by the fact that like the Death Note, and they don't they don't actually read they they do use it kind of in the anime, but not mm-hmm. to the degree that Wingard talks about that the Death Note controls people too. So like the idea that you could write like because because later in the show that light is like I can control people and then just say like they contract a cancer that will kill them like in 10 years. And so like there's this odd thing in which like he can still utilize the the death note for what it does, which is kill Mm -hmm. people and influence their life and death. But then he can also have them like complete tasks for him and. Yeah, that that is an interesting idea, and it opens up something more. Mm-hmm. It's just then that promise because the movie, by again, like by the twenty minute mark, a decision, basically a character yeah. is introduced and everything's gone. Um, there's all these pieces of what the movie wants to do. Yeah, that you're like, okay, let's see, and then it doesn't, and yeah. it kind of does the like at the end is when we finally see light utilize that idea of like, I can control people and it's and like interesting in theory, but it's also really dumb. And it's, so, and it's too little <laughs> too late to like, yeah, yeah. And it, I think they do that at the end too, to show like how smart he actually is. Him there's a finally line, making his own decision. Yeah. Right. And there's a line later on in the movie by a character who's like, Oh, he's actually a brilliant boy. Like speaking about light. I wrote, and I'm like, uh, we, we both. Me? <laughs> I wrote a note. Where? That, yeah. It's like, Where no, exactly what you're talking about. See, light be smart just because he's doing other people's homework (laughs) makes him smart like this kid is an idiot man enjoying this episode grab that share link and tell your friends word of mouth is the most effective way for a podcast to reach new listeners so don't be shy share the episode wherever you can light then is like okay, why not? And goes to his dad's room and gets a file that like talks about his mom's death with the mobster and everything. And this comes to the um, let the kill in commence. But it really doesn't sound as fun as that because this is the last fun kill, which we've already described, Melvin has described, of the mobster. So Light's writing the mobster's name in the book. And he's writing like a lot of information. We don't get to see what he said in the notebook Mm -hmm. but then interspersed while he's doing this we're getting flashes of the mobster at dinner laughing with his friends eating the rude goldberg thing (laughs) stabs him and his friends look on in horror and blood just goes flats all (laughs) over everybody yeah the next morning light's dad gets a call and finds out the mobster's dead and they they're happy like yay mobster's dead have a great day at work have a great day at school that's pretty (laughs) much what happens next we open on the next scene with Light sitting at the gym while people are playing basketball, openly reading the Death Note. But it's so annoying because this is not the only time where Light is like, ooh, Death Note this, Death Note that, in public, nice and loud. Like, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Every character. Every character every- who's secretive does stuff out loud in public. It's It's, it's so shocking. dumb. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, cheerleader girl from the beginning, the one who's Margaret like totally unashamed. A He's, very, very good actress, by the so way. She's so good in this. She's it's so a shame good. that she was in this. I just gotta say. Honestly, 
Okay. So anyway, so she's running up. She comes over to Light. They're like, hi, I'm Mia. Hi, I'm Light. Yeah, I know who you are. They barely know each other. Like, it's whatever. What's that? Oh, you don't want to know. Oh, come on. No, you don't want to know. Okay, fine. I'll go by. Do you really want to know what this is? <laughs> He's simping. Okay, come on. <laughs> He's such, light as simping. It is the dumbest exchange. So this is when he's like, okay, we got to go to a secret place. to let. It's like, why don't you just the tell me right there? At, like, the empty cafeteria. <laughs> like, you're already reading it in the middle of the gym. Just tell her there. <sighs> so this is Mia. Um, this is the stand-in for Misa Amane in the show. Um, yes, this this actress, she's amazing. If this whole movie was centered around her, we would have a good movie. That That's it. She should have been the one with the death note, which I guess you could technically argue she is. But give yeah. her the death note. She, she would have this movie would have been great because she's amazing. I hate her in this, but like she, it's insufferable. But it's, she is. She's a good performer. She's in a lot of great movies. And yeah. She's part of why they can be great too so, yeah. yeah so they go off to the cafeteria lights like here's this notebook and like hands it to her and he's like don't freak out and she's like what and like he's like oh, oh, oh behind you look behind you and she turns around and she's like can't see what are you talking yeah. about and i hate that so in the anime anyone who touches, anyone who the, touches death the, death the book sees the yeah. shinigami and it's great because people are just like Everyone else except for Light freaks the heck out. Mm-hmm. And they take that away. And it makes me really sad because, like, that would have been interesting. Because now Light's just, like, talking to this random dude that no one sees. And it just adds mm-hmm. to his craziness. And it's just whatever. what, just Whatever. Anyway, they're m- moving on. She still doesn't believe him. Like, oh, this is a death note. I can kill people. Yeah, okay. Okay, fine. Let me prove it. Takes out his computer. Types in live crime scene. And... <laughs> They, he like looks up the crime scene and all that kind of stuff and writes down this guy's name and is like, okay, watch. And then the guy dies on screen and she's like, whoa, this is great. And she's on board right away. Yeah, she's a psycho. Like, yeah. She's on board. She's like, which this is cool. Is great. I don't, I don't dislike that. Um, but I, I think like <sighs> the problem. The problem is all of the characters are like the American version. So like yeah. one of the reasons I don't like the um. I love the, I like the ring a lot. Uh, I'm sorry. I like ring a lot. The Japanese mo- movie. I really do not like the ring, the American um, film mm-hmm. um, by the guy who did, oh man, he did Pirates of the Caribbean. But um, bec- the reason I don't like the American, the ring is because it's like the testosterone filled jock version of ring where like mm. ring is a very quiet movie about like character, interpersonal relationships and like, marriage and affection and the things they bind and connect us and and how those things are super deep and interpersonal and then like the ring movie is about like um <laughs> consumption and and like over dramatic <laughs> stuff and yeah. it's, it's like really americanized and I, I really found it grating to watch and the sequel's yeah. like one of the single worst movies i've ever seen um <laughs> and this is sort of the same where like yeah. All of these characters are really like this um, amazingly heightened, odd, Western filtered interpretation of the same characters in like a really weird way. And Mm -hmm. I don't always dislike when different creators take characters from material and like impart their version into it. So like we did these episodes on Neon Genesis Evangelion. And like if you read the manga, which is written and uh drawn by one of the key artists of the original show 
So like a, a very involved individual. The manga is still roughly the same plot line, but some of the characters are slightly changed, specifically Shinji, who is much more actualized. And he's like, he almost punches Gendo in the, like he is very, like in the show. It's very different. Very different. In the show, he is uh, much more reserved and individual and, and self-hating. Yeah. Um, and in the movies, he's insufferable. Those movies, Ugh. awful films. Um, just, I, I'm shocked at how many people like those movies, especially the last <laughs> one. Um, it was, it was the single worst movie I've seen from that year. Um, and, uh, and I've seen a lot of movies from that year, but, um, but in the manga, he's so, he's still self-hating, but he's self-hating in like an aggressive way. And he's also like, it's still though the same character and mm -hmm. it's still saying something about the grander plot line whereas yeah in this all of these characters are just so much more like like the way that interpretation is utilized is much more like the ring to ring than neon genesis to neon genesis manga adaption yeah it's very because no one would ever like ring in the ring no one would ever say the neon genesis anime and the manga are the same they're they're wildly different in a lot of those details um and it's just, yeah, the, the pieces keep coming. Like yeah. Mia is very much a Misa being like a psycho crazy person. But yeah. the, the, the the type has swapped where now Mia is more empowered and yeah. Light is disempowered. I don't know. What the yeah, they, word is, they definitely swap roles in a way. Because like Misa Amane in the anime is more of the simp. She's like, oh my gosh, Kira, I'm in love with you. And like, yeah. we'll do anything for Kira. Um, and then she finds out it's light and like, she's like, well, that's fine. You're the same person. This is great. Now I have a boyfriend in the movie that's light. And I guess if you do look at it that way, then it's like, okay. Quite literally, actually, because Misa even says, like, if you actually have a relationship with anyone else, I'll put them in my death note. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so And that and, happened. And then, that's an exchange here in the, yeah. in the movie. <laughs> anyway, so she's on board. Mia is like, yes. Like let's kill people, and so and we you have get a that montage fun montage, yeah, fun of, like, montage of killing people. They're talking about and, yeah. like, what do we do? This is kind of the moment where light in the movies, like, I guess I could be God. Again, still not super <laughs> convincing. Like, like hashtag I'm God. <laughs> he gives himself the name Kira, which I hate. Like, I hate that he gives himself the name. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna give it because in like, in Irish, which I think he says Gaelic. I don't know. Please don't quote me. It's stupid. Russian Whatever, it's stupid. He's like, it means light. But in Kita, it kind of sounds like the, or in Japan, it kind of sounds like the word killer. So like, they'll think he's in Japan. I'm like, this is so stupid. They are just trying to like ham fist that into the movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, during this montage, they're like, they're hooking they're up. It's kid, very, they're very kissing. Bonnie Klein. Yeah, Bonnie they're, they're probably having sex. They're giggling afterwards. Meanwhile, they're just like killing people. And Mia goes, we could change the world. And Light's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> so they go off and they, they do all of that. Um, so the next scene, we meet Elle, uh, played by... This is the moment the movie starts to get worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Inherent, Who, this is right, the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, who's the actor that plays Elle like again? Kate Stanfield. Yes. He's a who's great amazing. performer. He's so and good. He, like, this is embarrassingly bad. It is. <laughs> it's so bad. But I will say, like, <laughs> oh, no. I can see, like, that he's definitely trying, but, like, the writers but here didn't he's write not... L right. 
I don't know. I, 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 I think he's. I think here he is learning how to act. I think here we know he is method acting because he yeah. was in interviews. He was method acting, and it's embarrassing. If you want to feel secondhand embarrassment, Aww. look up interviews with him. It is. <laughs> awful it is awful poor guy and i know it's so bad <laughs> i'm so and, like, glad you know, he's become like he's an, a successful like, actor awesome. he's, great. he's great he's so good <laughs> but like and he was like he's basically one of the only good parts of the haunted mansion movie and even that mm-hmm. was awful and it's like but but it is like it's so it is this is awful this is inherently bad he's not acting he's imitating yeah and it never gets better yeah and it's gonna keep getting worse i was gonna say it, so it gets bad. worse like oh you're so right bad. he is he's trying to imitate the l from the anime and i just have to say i you can't he's just he's such you a already precious, have like... one emoji guy pointing his finger up going um actually and now you put in a second one <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and it's just awful <laughs> Uh, man anyway so and you're we telling opened... me a woman is sexually attracted to one of them <laughs> stop <laughs> that's not true right <laughs> uh, it's so painful oh man hey there listener want to influence the podcast head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine and support the show for three dollars a month in doing so you'll be able to vote on a movie poll that picks a film we discuss each month so jump on over there and have your voice heard. But we we meet Elle at a Japanese nightclub where literally everybody is dead. No survive. Well, two people survived, but they're like being arrested outside probably because they did probably drugged up and there's nudity, um, which is shockingly yes, weird. I know. It's like really <laughs> I think weird. when we were watching, we were like, what? Like, <laughs> the, yeah, right? the anime is so tame. <laughs> it is. We find out this is Elle and we find out that he was feeding information to kita to kind of make this happen so he could figure out that kita is not in japan Mm -hmm. l enters the chat is how i've labeled this because it's kind of how it is he just kind of like whoosh and he does that in the anime but he does it like a little more smartly i don't know so we go back to light's house after we're in japan Uh, light is worried because dad is put on the kita case um, and, uh, the dad makes a good point here, uh, as they're kind of talking about Kita and they're like, like kind of talking about like the morality of it. And he's like, I think I'd know if I was sitting across from Kita. And I'm like, <laughs> that's because that's chuckle, Kita yeah. is awful. So of course you don't know that it's him. Yeah. Um, but he says like, I guess you're a moron. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. He says something that's like, what puts me on Kita's list? Like being a bad criminal or complaining about what Kita is doing? Like. And that's kind of like the whole thing, even in the anime, is like, at the beginning, it's all the criminals, like the very obvious criminals. But then you go like, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, you're like, okay, so like, who else is being killed by Kida? Is it people who are against him? Are they still criminals? Is it someone who just like, accidentally like, hit someone yeah, on what the about street? The like, what of is reform? the moral yeah. of, of all of this? So like, at least yeah. that's brought up in the movie. Dad goes to the police station. Um... All the cops are looking at him funny. He goes into his office. It's a mess. The cops don't like him because he's been put on the Kita case. And all the cops are like, but we like Kita, which is also different from the anime. He's already on. Is he already on the Kita case before Elle interacts with him? Uh, I think only by like moments. Like he's he knows he's on the case. And then Elle just like kind of shows up. Is he <laughs> FBI or local PD? I think he's local PD. Why would a local PD officer be on a killer case that is 
planet wide. I don't know. They don't. <laughs> they don't explain it. Makes it. no sense. In Doesn't the make anime, any sense. In the in original story, like Light's father is like a pretty high official in the Japanese police department mm-hmm. in, in like a uh, in like a city. So like, yeah. and when he shows up at the like summit, the the multicultural summit, mm-hmm. L is already contacting them saying. I'm oh, pretty sure he's in Japan. He's in Japan, yeah. And so L's doing his really, own investigation over here, and yes. then he contacts. Like, so really, yeah. he's having this communication with all of the countries, but really he's narrowing it down ex- to, yeah. explicitly to Japan, because his plan is, I'm going to make a public declaration across the planet and call out Kira. And then we find out later, he ne- he well, did not do it across the planet. He only did it in the one prefecture. And so yeah. all of it is, we learn, is light, playing the game whereas here it's just like light shows up to a local police officer yeah, like, <laughs> which is just yeah. embarrassing yeah <laughs> yeah like, writing so bad <laughs> and like watari is there and like that guy actually no i really don't like this version of watari it's kind of annoying oh everything's annoying but <laughs> so. I, yeah everything I, just this whole movie like from here on out it just doesn't get any better it, really it is doesn't. a rare number of films where like every department fails Uh and the only positive i have about the movie is we have real locations that's really the only positive at and like the that's introduced right away which might be an executive note saying like yo you got to pick up the pace here well yeah also because like in the anime within two minutes the death note is like there and then by mm-hmm. the ep- second episode light has killed like a hundred people and ryuk is uh-huh. impressed so <laughs> that's episode two for you um yeah. Light Light Yagami is very impressive. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, dad shows up. Watari's like, hi, my boss wants to talk to you. They sit down at a computer. Dad's like, why are you hiding behind a screen? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, L's like, oh, by the way, he's in Seattle. We don't know why. We don't know how this was figured out. Mm-hmm. L just says that. We see L sitting all funny at his computer with uh, pictures good, yeah. everywhere and candy everywhere. And it's he embarrassing. just eating the candy. Mm. <sighs> okay, we're back at school because important human things. Light's bored. Mia's like, come look at this. And they look at this website called Justice for the Wicked. And it's where everyone is like, Kira, you should kill this guy. And it's just like a list of all of these people. And Light is like, okay, hold on. How do we know? What if it's some guy who is getting back at a guy who slept with his girlfriend and just wants to kill him? And Mia's all like, well, what if someone did that to me? And Light's all, Oh, I'd kill him. And I'm like, really? And then <laughs> Mia's like, well, this is legit, so we're going to go with it. And it's like, that's the end of the conversation. Mia is in charge. Well, he does <laughs> say, like, I don't think it's a good idea because, like you said, I would probably kill him. But yeah. there is like a, yeah, I, I go There's a moment of smartness that Light is like, eh, maybe we should like kind of consider this. And Mia's like, nah, like, this is it. We're doing it. And it's like, okay, it's we'll just do whatever Further separation say. from the original light because <gasps> this light is much more like a normal person. Yeah. Whereas the original light is like, he's just a genius, not just yes. in terms of academics, but in terms of like, yeah, fitting in, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like he's and a premium human. It. And yeah. that's the problem. Everyone knows he's brilliant. <laughs> like there's no question. This is just who he is. And I have Mm -hmm. thoughts on that, too, because there's other things that come up. So the investigation starts. Dad joins L at the new, like, location where all the evidence has been brought. And then L's little section is, like, really nice chairs. (laughs) Yeah, it looks like Saw's factory. A tea service. And they're chatting. And L's all, like, 
embarrassing. By the cringe. way, the guy who died during the hostage situation, which is the scene where Light is proving to Mia that this thing works. The dad is standing there and Watson he just comes up and hands him an ice cream cone and walks away. I laughed. I thought it was great. No explanation, just here's an ice cream cone, which I think stuff like that happens in the anime. But what it I does. like about Elle's addiction to sweets, because yes, this this person, creature, Elle is very interesting. He's just interesting. Eats tons of sweets. And it's just a thing that happens in the anime. No one talks about it. It's just a thing. Like It's almost like a background thing. As much as it's like very it's obvious that it's happening, mm-hmm. it's just there. They like throw this in your face in the movie, like, oh yeah, by the way, you know L likes sweets, right? So like he's eating it. Sorry, I hit the mic because I'm just so Oh, this movie. <sighs> okay. All right, keep Reel going. Reel it in. Anyway. <laughs> um, so L is like, I hacked the PD website just to double check to make sure everything was fine. He's learning a lot because of somehow all this. And it was fine before I hacked in. Like no one had hacked in, which means it's somebody on the inside. So we've got that. Oh, by the way, the dad's name is James. I didn't know that until 40 minutes into the movie. But from here on out, he's just dad. I don't call him James. He's just dad. <laughs> That's just, the, just prime, like, the, the extreme issue of writing the summer like, is always getting people's names. Like, I, I, I don't it's know okay. <laughs> um, so then he, um, Light goes and does – not Light, sorry. L does a press conference. It, like He and L – is like kind of in disguise. He's got like a face mask on. You just see his eyes. He's all covered in black. He's all hunched over and he's like playing. He looks with the like microphone. the Taron Edgerton Robin Hood. It's really bad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really bad. It's so super he's cringe. he's standing there and he's just like, Kira, you're a coward. You're a child. Do you want to kill me now? And he looks around. And he waits and he waits and nothing happens. And like Light and Mia are watching and they're like, Oh, this is so annoying. They yeah. can't do anything because they can't do anything. Dad is annoyed that. L did this, but L decided or confirmed that this means that Kita needs it's like a face and a name. There's like a dinner scene. They're talking about L, Light, and Dad. Something about Kita, all that kind of stuff. What if they catch Kita? And the dad's like, well, he'll probably be hanged or dissected. And let me just tell you, Light does not do a good job hiding his like, oh my gosh. Like, come on, kid. Like, the movie just don't to... have an emotion. Well, <laughs> What's interesting is Nat Wolf seems like he's being directed to be a goofball. Yeah. But then the movie's played super straight. It's and so, so it, weird. It, there's just such a massive, like, like one of the big criticisms is like, why does he smile when he screams? <laughs> and so, like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, it just feels like the movie really is not sure what tone it needs to be. And to that end, like, if you want to get playful, make that your spin off movie or your yeah. sequel. Because you can go from like Tim Burton's Batman to Batman, I think the Returns is that what the second one is? I think and, or, or Batman for I don't remember. Uh, but the second Tim Burton Batman is like unhinged, and it's mm-hmm. like that's because it's the second one. Yeah, <laughs> they already confirmed they could do it with the first one. Right? And so yeah, there's um at this point it's like yeah he's so he's giving away everything to this yeah, guy, so and then you're like how did this guy get to his job maybe his son's right maybe he is bad at his job right? like <sighs> want some quick updates on the podcast follow the cinematic doctrine instagram for cool posts and story updates press the link in the show notes or search cinematic doctrine that's one word in your instagram app oh and we're on threads check us out there too 
So then we get the whole um, L suspects everybody, so everyone's being followed and watched. Um, mm-hmm. L finds or Light finds out because Ryuk laughs and he's like, "What? Oh, there's someone walking behind me." It's not very clever. And then Dad is like, "Why are you following my son? He's just a kid." And L's like, "Everybody, have to follow. I've already a- vetted you." I gotta this check is your where, son. Like he's. This is where he says your son is brilliant. Yep. And I'm like, this is the note is that I also know? wrote. I wrote the exact <laughs> line, and I was like, what about this movie has told me light is brilliant? Like nothing, ain't. nothing has told me that he's any different than just like another high schooler. Everyone so. else has done stuff for him. Yeah. So then Light and Mia go off and they're like, well, people are following us. Maybe we should just kill him. And Light's like, we can't do that. Then they're going to know it's me. And Mia's like, well, come on. Um, So they have a little argument about that. And like, we got some lovers quarrel tension going on because then they're Mm -hmm. watching the news and they're like, Kira has been silent for so many days. And Mia is just like, I'm annoyed. I'm going to huff upstairs and then just go home. I wonder what she did. Uh, That's where I wrote a note that was... uh... Man, light is really dumb. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> He's just looking doe-eyed. It's so funny. So she leaves, and then instantly, we go to this government building where this guy comes out with a file folder and is like, Director, sir, here is the agents of something that he and says. He and then dying. the bald guy just dies and has a heart attack. And then uh, L gets a call. Or Watari tells him, like, oh, by the way, the director of the FBI is dead. And Elle's like, oh, crap, calls the agents, like, y'all are compromised. Get out of there. Get to a hospital really quick. And then it's too late because then the agents all gather together in the same place at, like, the same time. Zombie walk all the way up a building and just fall off it. And it's really bad CGI. I don't know if you saw the like clipped body on like the right as it fell. They, it like kind of clipped into quick, place. <laughs> it yeah, was really funny. <laughs> yeah. And they all just die. <sighs> and this happening. leads to the second time out in the open. L is running through school, which is very busy, by the way. I can't believe Ryu killed all those people oh, with light. the death. Yeah, note. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like. And Mia's like, well, it's fine because now they're not on to us. And like, they're just like blabbing this in the middle of school loud. And I'm like, yeah, it's really? dumb. You guys are stupid. So he thinks it's Ryuk and he like goes to Ryuk eventually and is like, why did you do this? I decide who dies and you just follow the rules. And Ryuk is like, really? Really? Yeah, Come so- on. It's so stupid. And again, where did we get that like? feeling of where Ryuk is actually in charge like we don't yeah. we don't get that yeah, yeah, yeah and then he's like well do that again and i'll put your name in the book and Ryuk's like good luck people have tried but they've only gotten two letters right and i'm like, like this is so dumb. and like i like that but like i also don't like it because it's not it's the not same how, character it's and when not I how accept they it's die. not the same character i'm like okay it's kind of cool yeah and i but i like, like yeah, him as dumb. this type of shinigami like this menacing shinigami but like you kind of made the comment about like this kind of being like the westernized version and i exactly. feel like that's what they yes. did with ryuk they see this like crazy creepy scary demon and they're like oh automatically very scary he's gonna be menacing and he's just like in the anime like i'm just here to watch like yeah he does not care like he doesn't care and that's just way more interesting and compelling to me than like it also makes him super like it it makes him oddly melancholy which is almost more terrifying than if he was just out to kill me because like his sense of 
permanent nihilism, but like inactive. It's it's not nihilistic and it's not even existential. It's just like he is bored, just like light, but he's bored with more acceptance of the irrationality of what Mm -hmm. light does from yeah. beginning to end doesn't mean he doesn't find it interesting it because it's all his fault he's like yeah. i'm bored so i threw my book in there yeah. if, and- this di- if if ryuk just didn't decide to just drop his book none of that would have happened nothing yeah. would have happened um <laughs> but like that to me makes him so much more of like a force to be like He's not immediately threatening but his no. existence is threatening to my psyche yeah and like whereas like in in the movie here he's like an actual threat yeah. sort of and that does really. pick up kind of after this scene like he has yeah a, yeah so like ryuk does kind of follow that formula the rest of the movie like this like really creepy crazy kind of thing eventually the dad of course does a press conference and is like kira you're a coward i can't believe you killed all those cops i will find you and i will kill you all taken style and mia's like oh I, so I don't mad. know if I can say this, but like, F him. I'm going to kill him. And she like goes to the notebook and Light is like, oh my gosh, you can't do that. You're my, that's my dad. And because Light's dad does not die, Elle has figured out that Light is Kida. Like he calls, like, he's like, you're not dead yet. And then dad goes home and Light hugs him. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Again, another thing yeah. that Yagami would never do. Um, I mean, he visits his dad in the hospital after like, like a legitimate heart attack not a kita death note heart attack and then like l calls dad and it's like are you still alive cool bye and that's how he finds out that it's light and then we get the cafe confrontation which is really cool in the anime but here it's just full of emotions and l is all like i know you're kita and light's like Psh, do you like come on that's ridiculous and it's just i don't even remember half of the conversation because it just was like it felt really forced and L is really emotional, shows his face and all that stuff, and like gets all upset. And Light tries to leave, but then sees Ryuk, who laughs, and is like, "Oh, I guess I should stay and like talk." And then he gets super emotional, and basically says, "Yes, yes, I am Kita," without actually saying those words. It's, I hate it. It's such a dumb scene. There, part of that Western idea is. That kind of continues with the with it is sort of this like pompousness of like who's gonna stop me who's gonna mm-hmm. stop me but the light from the anime is recognizing like I'm simultaneously just a man and so every everybody could stop me that's why this mm-hmm. is a nightmare <laughs> that's why yeah. he's losing his mind and um yeah there's it's just this has like all of the emotion turned up entirely yeah. like this is like the twelfth time someone throws stuff off of a table and <laughs> right? you're like yeah. And it's Why? L this time. Whoosh. And I'm like, yeah. was that and necessary? My note here specifically was like, with the proliferation of people being not nice and also having phones, all it takes is one person to have a freak out and someone to take their phone out and film it. Mm-hmm. And like, you're freaking out in a public diner being like awful and rude. So people would probably just like start filming you being like having this fit and put it online. Right. And like there are apps now that exist that even if a video only has like 10 views on YouTube, yeah. you could say like search this face. Boom. They found it. Yep. And now it's like, oh, that's him. That's the same guy that did that presentation at the police station with his face down. Cause those apps work even if you wear a mask. So it's like he's so talking he's just... to someone. That must be Kita. <laughs> and then like... it's yeah, he it is um 
It's dumb. <sighs> it is It is the ex- exact representation of what you would describe as dumb. If you looked at dictionary.com, this, <laughs> this, below, this, movie. this would be below it. <laughs> Been itching for Cinematic Doctrine merch? Check out the support tiers on Patreon. We're offering merch to those who support at select tiers. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine and share your support. There's a link in the show notes too. So Light goes home and is like, we got to kill L. We got to kill L. And Mia's like, okay. Oh, wait, but there's a whole scene right before. This is important because like it's raining and she's sad on the stoop. And she's like, I said some stupid stuff. I'm really sorry. I love you. And then yeah, Light's like, bad. yes. And they kiss. And then they go upstairs and they decide they need to kill L. And they believe that Watari is the one to do it. So they make this elaborate plan that Watari becomes obsessed with finding the identity of L. And he's going to then call this phone number. And in 48 hours tell them and then he'll die at midnight on the second day um Watari is woken up from his sleep because now he's magically enchanted and he goes he calls the number and says i don't know i can't well, tell you that first off we both we we've watched this movie together for those mm-hmm. listening when this movie came out we were pretty excited it's gonna be kind of like okay we'll give it a chance we got some friends together and we all watch this and when this scene happened everyone who'd seen death note unanimously went I don't think Watari is his real name. <laughs> like, yes, I don't think... that's right. And Why would it a... be his real name? <laughs> if L has a fake name, why would Watari be? And also, he would probably have a last name or a first name, depending on, because he is Japanese in the, mo- in the movie as well. So like, is Watari his first name or his last name? Or is it a code name? Like, like it's super, yeah. It's so it it's bad, um, but to just make matters uh, a little shorter, like yeah, they they have this plan. They're gonna get his information. Mm-hmm. Watari calls them and says like, "Hey, like I don't know his name. Here's what I can tell you about him because because he's under the the trance of the yeah. death note. He's like, I can tell you, he was raised at this school that was primarily mm-hmm. like we took infants and we raised them, put them through a training, and if they passed, they would become world class detectives. Yeah, L was the one who won the best, and then. Mia, uh, oh, and then L shows up realizing that Watari is under the influence because they they clearly assert that there is a rigid regiment of things that they do, and L is like, wait, Watari is not doing it, and yeah. then learns, okay, he's being influenced by the Death Note. Yeah, it breaks down, and L ends up breaking into their house and like confronts the dad. Yeah, because he, he realizes say, Watari like, is gone. Yeah, and he's convinced he's Kida anyway. So he's yeah. like, what are you doing? Like, what, what did he go? If you don't let him go, I'm really yeah. going to come at you. Um, Mia is at the house and realizes they're about to get searched. So she um, goes upstairs secretly, again. She goes upstairs again. And you and the audience, because you're smarter than light, immediately go, oh, she's going up to get the she's death note so book. that when they do the search warrant, they don't find the death note. That's correct. And then we pretty much start getting into the third act at that point because, yeah, Watari's at the place. It's so weird because then, like, Light has set up or L has set up cameras in the, I was going to say the Yagami household because that does actually happen, but it's way more clever. (laughs) But in the Turner household, there's cameras everywhere. A little little too late, in my opinion. We have, like, there's a whole montage of, like, and it's interspersed through other scenes, but just to get through this part quickly because it's stupid. But Watari shows up at this, like, old abandoned building, which is where the orphanage was, where they trained these, like, brilliant detectives. And he's going through. He comes up into a room, and there's, like, a tunnel downstairs, and he ends up in the archive room, and he finds Elle's name. How he knows this, I don't know. Light told him he had to know it, so Watari knows it. 
Lyell is still trying to figure it out. Mia and Light still go to school because, you know, they're high schoolers. And Mia's like, here, this is what you're wearing to the dance. You're going to stand out. So in giving Light his outfit for the dance, uh, Mia gives him a top hat. And he's like, wait, I have to tell you. But she's like, just look in the hat, you dummy. And it says like a note in there. I have the book. The day is saved. Mia has the book. More scenes with Watari, blah, blah, blah. Elle's freaking out, blah, blah, blah. It's this part, like, I got, this is the part in my notes where I was like, nothing matters anymore. So we're going to quickly get to this. Right. It just goes so fast. So they're, okay. So they're at, so she makes the comment, like, you're going to stand out. And it's like, well, of course, wearing a top hat, anyone stands out. Like, it's kind of weird. It's not that era anymore. So they go to the dance. They like show up at the dance and take really stupid pictures. Like, she's, Rock. Oh, they're it. just doing teen things. They're doing teen things. Yeah. I, I just, I, this is where I'm like so mad at the movie that everything is just bad. And so I have to like, yeah. Uh, she's rocking it. He looks stupid. They go off and dance. The, she brings this other kid up and goes, So I'm going to dance with this guy. Is that okay? And Light's like, Yep. Gives him the top hat, smacks him on the cheek, and he bounces. And then she goes over and dances. Right. Meanwhile, and like we see little agents following Light. The agents, because it's always there. The they're hat, just there. And like, they, they see the hat. Him. They think it's still him. Because yeah. they're stupid, too, and don't see light. With the blonde uh, hair, the done. Yeah. walk off. Light goes over to the... Oh, we forgot to mention the other stupid rule they put in the movie. <laughs> I don't know. What is it? What is it? <laughs> so he goes over to oh, get the yes. death note. If you can burn a page... If you burn it you're allowed to burn one page. Hand. So you can stupid. cancel out the death. Yeah. Yes, but only once. So he goes over to the Death Note at her locker and he flips it through. They're putting a ticking time clock scene. That's They all. are. And he sees that a page has been ripped out and it's the page that had Watari's thing on it. And he's like, no, I can't, I do, can't it. do it. Oh, by the way, yeah. he funny runs the whole rest of this movie. He's like flailing his arms around to run. Like this kid oh, needs but, to go learn how to run. It's really but funny. But L funny runs <laughs> way worse. It's yeah. awful. Oh, his is like weird parkour. I have to hit everything in this to get all the achievements. It's so <laughs> it's bad. so weird. Um, so he's awful. freaking out. Awful. He's calling Watsidi like, you got to leave. You got to leave. You got to leave. Like, da, 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 da. And he's like, wait, but I found his name. And he goes, really? And then two like government people show up and go, are you Watsidi? And he's like, yeah. Pew, 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 pew. Watsidi's dead doesn't give the name and then yeah. we hear ryuk laughing and like uh he's like it was dealer's choice i got to kill him however i want it it doesn't make any sense but ultimately watari did not get the name he is dead light is pissed and he goes you wouldn't know it by looking at his face instead you would just laugh because he goes up to mia and he like he just like tries to put his face in it's like, like a, a moment mad of decision way. where he's like frustrated. He does, but I don't know. Yeah. Like he blinked in this way that I just laughed. It's it was bad. so it's really weird. And she like just hugs him and goes, I did it for you. I saved you from yourself again. Like I had to do it. But it doesn't and make like, sense. Why did she doesn't. do it? Like Elle is the one who is putting him under threat. So you have to get the information and then you can still kill him. It doesn't, it makes no sense. Her plan really makes no sense. If you think yeah. about it, no and it one gets can defend worse. it. Like this is just the start. His oh. plan is worse. Yeah. Is this, that's right. So this is where she says, by the way, I put your name in the book. I put and your he's name like, in the book. What? Yeah. I'm trying to control Be you and I'll take it out. I want the book. And yeah. so you give me the book and I'll burn your name. That way you still have, or no, I'll give you 
something about how he can burn his own name because like that's where it needs to go. So that way you still have like a burn. There's still someone can still burn the page. Her plan is I put your name in the book. If you give me the book, I will burn that page and then you won't die. Yeah. But this is a dumb plan. And here's why. All he has to do is say into his own death note, which he has, he can write the words, Mia Sutton burns my page and then kills herself. Right. Immediately. Or and then the problem's over. Yeah, or that's true. completely forgets that the death note exists or anything. Anything that would control her. Yeah. And then whatever. But then less than two minutes later, yeah. we then see that his name is in the book that he possesses, which he could then just go pay, burn right. anyway. That's what I wrote that down. <laughs> so, I'm like, why doesn't like, he just what? rip it out and burn it? And the implications, like maybe that, oh, well, he could do that and she'd find out and then write his name again. And then, then he, he can the just page. leave with the book but or I don't know, could, kill her. But then he could kill her, which he doesn't want to do. Okay. But then like if he was a smart light Yagami as opposed to a light Turner, he could then write something like, um, I don't change or impact anything other than her life, other than she will never write my name in the death note. And mm-hmm. also she just gets cancer and is going to die very, 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 very long time yeah. from now. And now she gets to live the exact same <sighs> functional life can even, they can even break up. Yeah. <laughs> but like it is, it's like you're building this climax and yeah. immediately, immediately your brain goes, that doesn't make sense. And so the climax doesn't work. It's, it's and so, you got 20 minutes left for the movie. It's I, so crazy. At this point, <laughs> All my comments were gagged with a spoon. It's awful. <laughs> Gag me with another it's so spoon. Funny. It was it's so funny. So bad. So he yeah. can pretty much honestly just cut to well, they have this chase scene where Elle chases light. Well, well, he's it's writing awful. down a bunch of names. Like he's at a computer in the school writing down oh, a bunch making of names. His plan, like he's making but, a plan, the cops are showing up. He runs away from the But school. he runs away and Elle starts chasing him because Watsody's dead a and he's gun. bad. And, and he gets a gun, but it's like guns, a Blade Runner gun for no reason. It could have just been a Glock. I don't know That's why. What I was it's saying. just like this, this movie's ridiculous. <sighs> and so they're just doing this chase scene. It's awful. At this point, you are sick and tired and throwing up from the synth score. This was like the peak of that faux 80s synth score stuff. It's terrible. And um, <laughs> and then basically yes. the film ends with them getting to this uh, Ferris wheel, if you want to take it off from there. You did skip over one thing. He did. They do confront each other in the alleyway and lights like i'll tell you all i'll tell you everything and he turns around and then this guy comes out in like a cooking apron and l's like this is kita i'm gonna arrest him and the guy just whacks l over the head and goes lord kia i serve you or yeah and then like like and light is like okay cool cool and then like runs away and it's like yeah why did l what it's because l is really emotional and it's really stupid yes so they end up at the ferris wheel and mia is waiting there very impatiently and light is funny running with the gun in the open again this kid and he could have no sense of space no but then he couldn't do what he's gonna do so he's like we gotta go and he like runs over to the ferris wheel and he's like you're gonna put us at the top and he's like no it's closed you're gonna put us at the top and he's like pointing the gun threatening the guy and he's like okay okay they get on and light shoots the the thing so that no one can 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 get them while they're in the ferris wheel You may not know this, but the easiest way you can show your support for Cinematic Doctrine is to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. So press pause and share your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you have to say. 
and then press play again so you can hear the rest of the show. So they're up in the Ferris wheel having this whole conversation. Something like I forget exactly how it like where it gets to, but they're White's there. Got the book. He's Mia's got like, the book. I want the book. Mia's like, yeah, Don't but you then love like, me? like, yeah, I do love you, and like, but then like, Light hears his dad down there going Light, and he goes, Dad, and he turns away and he's like holding the book behind him towards Mia, and Mia just snatches the book and like goes, Oh no, and he, she's like, What? And like she's really confused. And he's like, I wrote your name in the book. And I said, if I could convince you to love me and not take the book, then you wouldn't die. It's not how the book works. It's fine. Even in its own movie, even in this own movie, it doesn't imply that he ever researched, learned, or found out, and there's no rule, that options exist. So the fact that like, you could say, if person, person A, Shirley's name is in the book, and if they give me a slice of pizza, they live. But if they don't give me a slice of pizza, right. they're going to die by a meteor yeah, or something. Yeah, he's an idiot. And like <laughs> you gave me like it, it, that. But but even worse, we then learn in his master plan that he didn't even write an option. He just said like Mia Sutton takes the book for me and then dies. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, it dies. what was, wait, was no, 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 like, was his... no, no, it does. It gets, he does actually give something very specific. Um, cause it's at the end. It's the retroactive or whatever. No, he specifically, he no, specifically he writes that. No, like, he says she like she, she falls to shore and dies immediately, but that's right. at the end. But that's the idea is that like <laughs> the book's rules essentially assert that by putting her name in it yeah. inherently, she's going to die anyway. Die so anyway, why yeah. was he thinking, why is he a moron even to the ending? Because he's emotional he's and in love. Ah, uh, simps. Right? Anyway, so Ryuk is doing some, streamer, right? Ryuk is doing some like magical thing to the Ferris wheel, making it knock down because this Ryuk yeah. has magical powers. Yeah. I don't think Shinigami do, but I, I don't so know. Odd. In this movie, they do. He's like, whoosh making it crack and crackle and all that kind of stuff and um my favorite part's coming up this is great and they're like they're they're like moving around in the car and they're falling and like she's like starting to fall out and he's like lights grabbing onto her um the book is like on a on a on like on the chair and then like ryuk does a thing again and like makes it fall even more and then they fall even more out of the car so like lights hanging onto the car with Mm -hmm. mia down here Q, and I wrote this down because I was watching it with subtitles. Chicago's I don't want to live without your love. Oh and man, slow-mo. this is we we cackled when we watched this oh, the first time. I cackled again. Awful. It doesn't get any better. It just gets funny. The needle drops in this movie are bad. They're really and bad. And then like it's all slow-mo, things slow down, and Mia looks at the death note. And, and it falls <laughs> and she grabs it. And Light's like, no, and she just starts to fall. And she's like, the way she falls, she does this really well. She just has this, like, utter look of shock on her face, and it doesn't change. Well, Light Turner, because he's an emotional human being, when he falls, his whole face is, like, weepy, cryy, staring at her, like, oh, my gosh, she's going to die. She's going to die. With no care (laughs) that he's also possibly about to die, but, like, his face is, like, Mm -hmm. all contorted. It's so stupid. But this, I think it's an 80s song. I'm not sure. I meant to confirm it, but I didn't. But an 80s power ballad is just playing while everything is in slow motion, and it is the funniest thing ever. 
It's and then bad. it's so bad. Um, so she falls into a bed of flowers and they just go poof. And then light falls into water. Dad looks on. He's traumatized. I think we get a laughing Ryuk. I don't remember. And then we just get like the weird like black flashes of like everything that kind of happens afterwards. Um, we zoom in. the Oh, the Death Note had fallen in the water too. Whatever. It washes up on yeah. shore and some guy in a ball cap and a briefcase picks it up, walks away with it. He goes into a coma. She's dead. Um... And L is like determined that it's still light. And he's getting lambasted by the cop saying, like, basically, you're fired. Don't set foot in Seattle again. So he, L leaves, but then he's like listening, like repeating back conversation that he and Light have about the Death Note, something about a calculus book, because that's how Mia got the page out mm-hmm. from earlier. So he like rushes over to Mia's bedroom and like breaks in. I guess her parents aren't home. Maybe they're at the funeral. I don't know. Uh, but Light is still in a coma. But then he starts, does he wake up or is the death note placed on him and then he wakes up? I don't think it really matters. Anyway, he it's gets placed the death on him, note he book, wakes up, he hides it. He hides yeah. it. And then dad comes in. Oh, it might. this would have been a better ending. Anyway, L finds the page and I guess immediately understands what it is because he sees all the names on it. And he is just like furious and he like rows over to the desk and he grabs a pen and he's like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do I'm it gonna write fades to name. black we don't know he we don't know if he ever writes his name it just fades to black we never see l again uh dad comes to visit light in the hospital and it's like you're kira you've been kira all along mm-hmm. and then they have a conversation and light is like well you said like you said dad choose the lesser of two evils well son which are you how'd you do it and like yeah. goes into his stupid explanation of how he made this work using a <laughs> like what is what is this guy um the doctor sexual assaulter who just so happens to be at the pier because this is all in the death note he happens to be at the pier sees the kid fall into the water saves the male suspect from the water keeps him alive puts him in a medical induced coma kills himself because he's a criminal the guy who picked up the death note with the ball cap in the suitcase was a child molester for decades. And so he picks it up. He writes down a couple of names during the course of the two days that Light is in a coma to make everyone think Kira is still out there, not dead. Drops off the death note with the suspect, Light, and then goes kills himself because he's a child molester. And that's how it all happened. And there's a whole thing about how he made it with Mia and like did that and stuff. It's stupid. It's convoluted. That's all we get. And then the movie ends and it's And you're free. (laughs) And you're free. You've been saved. (laughs) Uh, I hate this movie. Yeah, let's get going. What's what's your verdict? Party pleaser or party pooper? Uh, You will be. You might be surprised. For the sheer amazing awfulness of this movie, I'm going to say party pleaser because you have to watch it with friends. You have to watch it while drinking. And you just have to laugh about it only if you understand the source material. If you don't, it's an absolute party pooper because it just doesn't make sense. But like, that's the only way I would watch it and get joy from this. And like, this is, I mean, this is how we watched it when we first watched it together was with a group of people. And I'm pretty sure we each had a beer and it was just like, this is awful. I want to puke. This is bad. But this is really fun to watch with everyone because it's like, it's just so, it's so bad 
but it's not good. Like, it's not one of those so bad. So I just, I don't know. <sighs> like, I want to watch this with my husband who has watched the Death Note series so that I can just, like, tell him this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is why I hate it. Like, <sighs> but I Man, also hate I, the movie. I, I also I, hate it. <laughs> it is bad. I, I think, gosh, I, I think this movie is really hard to watch. It is super embarrassing. Mm. Really, really embarrassing. And I am shockingly conflicted about Party Pleaser or Party That's Pooper. Fair. Because Party Pleaser, it's not it's not even really a good movie. I mm-hmm. actually just found it really annoying to watch. Like I wasn't feeling good and it's not and it's easy to divorce it away from the the original material cuz i do that all the time with stuff mm-hmm. it's really just like not a good movie in terms of pacing i don't under really, like it's it, its own logic and rules are dumb its characters are very dumb and it's not really even it's not funny or enjoyable it's it's just bad there are so many better bad movies out there so many better good movies out there and there are better Adam Wingard movies out there. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, why even bother? Like, it is such a good thing that this movie has kind of just been forgotten. Like, and so I think I'm going to go party pooper. This this is That's awful. It's so bad. It's just shocking. And it's always, I always appreciate the idea that you can watch a movie early in people's careers. So like, yeah, it's cool to see Margaret Qualley. She's good. Mm-hmm. She's great in other stuff too. Just check those things out. And then even Lakeith Stanfield, it's like you can I think as like a film person, it's interesting to watch a movie where like a great actor is terrible. It's kind of like if you ever there's another movie that's like that a rainy day in New York by Woody Allen. It's like his last movie because he's Mm. because he's a creep. But like (laughs) a rainy day in New York, Timothy Chalamet is the lead and he's he's so bad at it. It's so bad. And like he's consistently a pretty great actor. Mm hmm. But he's super bad in it. And it's just weird to always like find that there are sometimes like great actors that they can just be bad. And there are Mm -hmm. other actors who are consistently good, like a Jake Gyllenhaal, where it's like he is. It's impossible for Gyllenhaal to be bad. Like I have not seen a (laughs) single movie that he's in that he's bad. And there are plenty of people who have seen more movies of him and and they could be bad movies and he's great in them. I thought he was really good in Velvet Buzzsaw. That movie sucks. It's terrible. So, but this is like, this is shocking for even Lakeith Stanfield. Like this is shocking for acting standards being bad. And uh, I think as like a historical thing in the, in the (laughs) uh, annals of Hollywood anime adaptions, this one is something to behold alongside even Dragon Ball Evolution. But I would sooner watch Dragon Ball Evolution than this because at least Evolution, (laughs) like I, I I did get genuine laughs out of, um, but this is this is terrible. So yeah, party pooper. This sucks. Totally fair. Enjoying this episode? Grab that share link and tell your friends. Word of mouth is the most effective way for a podcast to reach new listeners. So don't be shy. Share the episode wherever you can. All right, let's get into recommendations. What are you What are you recommending? This is, by the way, we didn't even mention this, but this is coming out Christmas week. Hope you all had a Merry Christmas and look forward to a new year. 
But uh, what do you recommend for the end of the year? So I'm going to recommend two things um, very quickly. Uh, one is expensive, like really expensive. The other is not. So mm-hmm. this way you do. The expensive is uh, it's called the Remarkable Tablet. It is a digital notebook. And it's wonderful. It writes like it's paper. Uh, You can send uh, the documents you're writing. You can send it right to your email. You can have a PDF of it. You can put PDFs on it um, and just like man, like write on it like you're like editing things. Um, It has cleared up my desk so much because I use a lot of notebooks for work to keep track of things. And now I have it all in one. But it is pretty expensive. So if 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 you look into getting it, let it be a purchase of something that you're going to use all the time. I use this thing every single day. Best money I ever spent. The inexpensive thing is a game on Steam, and it's called A Tower Full of Cats. And it's basically Where's Waldo, but with cats. And it's done by this uh, a company called Dev Cats. And they're about says that we're six, rescue, six rescued cats making biscuits and cat themed games while raising awareness for adoption and rescue. And it's just the most precious and adorable thing. You can get the bundle of three of their games for less than $10 on Steam right now. And you can just find all the cats and it's really cute. I'm going to recommend another game too, because um, I figured I wanted to just do video games for December. At this point, I guess it would be two weeks ago that I did Iron Lung. I recommended Iron Lung. I'm going to recommend Subnautica. Um, mm. One of the I, I have not gotten into the field of playing a lot of like crafting survival games. Um, my wife likes uh, 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 Don't Starve. Don't she? She likes Don't Starve. Mm. Um, I've played it a bit. It's pretty fun. And like I played Minecraft Survival, and that's a ton of fun. But Subnautica is a really, really, really fun. You, you're on a spaceship that crash lands on a water planet. And this water planet just has like a single, you're, you're located on a singular, randomly generated. There's a couple things that are, are will be guaranteed on the location, but randomly generated volcanic uh, plateau. And it's massive and there's different biomes and locations, all kinds of creatures. You can scan stuff to put it into your database, learn about them. You can build bases. You can build an underwater home. You can create factory type stuff so that all the resources you need, like you can get like a dis- like a water cleansing thing so that you never run out of water when you travel, find new equipment, build machines, stuff like that. It's so much fun. And it's also one of the single most terrifying games I've ever played. It is not listed as a horror game. Um, it is terrifying because on this alien planet, a mixed amidst very beautiful creatures um, that are all really well-developed are sea monsters. (laughs) And because you are playing a game that is not a a, a linear um, horizontal-based exploration game, so like you're not on land is what I'm saying, you could be attacked from above and below, left and right, any angle. And so like it just adds so much more fear when you're like at the sea bottom and you're hearing these calls of a sea monster and you look up and all you see is the silhouette of its serpentine body. And then like at some point it gets really loud and you turn and you realize it's right behind you. And it's like, it, I have had some of the most fun, exciting, experiential, like gaming moments playing Subnautica. And it's also a game that I haven't finished because I played mostly during early access where every couple of months a new patch would come out. So you'd have to reset your world and play mm. with the new material. That's frustrating. And um, yeah, at some point you got used to it. And because you'd always have find you'd find new stuff. Now the game is officially out, has been for a couple of years. And there's even a follow up game called Below Zero, in which case mm-hmm. I think you're like located on the poles and there's more 
stuff, more creatures. You can even build on like ice caps and stuff. So there is some overground stuff. Um, and, and Subnautica has some overground stuff too, if you can find it. But um, it's an extremely fun, extremely exciting single player experience. So you can't have it with friends. I think maybe in Below Zero you can, I don't know. But it is still fun to watch and participate in because you're freaking out together. It's it's a blast. And I've been I've been having this itch. Not like the hives that you're yeah. experiencing, but I'm having this Good. itch that is to draw me back. And if I do, I'm gonna lose so many hours. So I'm <laughs> recommending as you go into the new year, pick up Subnautica. It is it is one of the most fun accessible experiences too. I definitely recommend it even for families or for kids because it's it's super creative, it's super fun. Um, and it's just a, it's a really good game. Um, I know Markiplier has like gosh like hundreds of episodes on Subnautica. So like it there's so many things to do. When I played it, I was playing it for years. So um, check it out Subnautica, super good also on Steam. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of Cinematic Doctrine. If you enjoyed this episode, consider leaving a review and subscribing to the podcast. And as mentioned before, Cinematic Doctrine has a Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you're opted into a once-a-month movie poll where you decide a movie we discuss on the podcast. There are other unique benefits that come with supporting the podcast, so be sure to check that out at patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine. A special shout out to those who support at the Art House Theater tier on Patreon. Thank you so much, Mom, Dad, Melanie, Sherlyon, and Thomas. You guys are the best, and your continued monetary support is greatly appreciated. Until next time, stay cool. Want some Cinematic Doctrine swag? You're in luck. We've got 3-inch Cinematic Doctrine logo stickers exclusive for Patreon supporters. Perfect for your travel mug or laptop. Head over to patreon.com forward slash cinematic doctrine, link in the show notes, and choose the independent theater tier. Doing so will net you other perks too. But let's be real, the podcast stickers are the coolest perk. So get yourself some podcast stickers by supporting on Patreon.